Well, good evening. What's up, dude? Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you can tell this, but I have within my line of sight in Mr. Brian Dobbs. Hello, everybody. I'm here with Sam in his basement in his studio, home theater, general awesome playroom here. And we're doing this. We're doing it live. Doing it live. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Yeah. So I am Sam Poston, and my name is Brian Dobbs, and this is episode thirty-three of Home Theater United, coming at you with both co-hosts live from Central Maryland this time. Dude. So you're you're. You're right here next to me on my left, and on my right here is Sam's 120-inch screen that is detached from the wall and currently over here next to um, his staircase because he's in the midst of getting his theater back up and running and perhaps a screen swap here pretty soon maybe. Um, uh, There's there's a whole bunch going on down here, Sam. Yeah, it's a bit of a mess, Brian. You were were pretty kind about that, but... uh, we're we're in media res, as uh, the bard would say. Well, we're in the you had you had a catastrophe. I'm not yes. I'm not knocking you for mm-hmm. that. I'm just saying, like you got arcades, you got your movie collection. Oh, by the way, can I tell him what happened? Oh as soon yeah. As I got here. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I rolled up here to Sam's <laughs> house. Like, hey Sam, what's going on? Hey buddy, come on downstairs. I'm like, okay, cool. So I come down here, and he's got four, five, six, seven boxes of movies. Blu-rays, DVDs, 4Ks that he's just getting rid of because uh, he's he's. There, there's he's, a couple HD DVDs coming. They're not in there yet. <laughs> you serious? I'll, I'll oh ta- yeah. Oh man, I gotta take a look at those. Yeah, yeah. Those are collector's items yeah, now. And he's like, hey, I'm getting rid of some because I gotta make room for new stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, uh huh. So he's like, okay, well, so why don't you check out these boxes? I'm like, uh huh. He's like, if there's anything in here you want, go ahead and take it. I'm like, are you serious, dude? First thing I get here, oh my goodness, you yep. give me the it's like kid in a candy shop here. Yep. What'd you grab so far? Oh, geez. I grabbed some stuff that uh, I've been meaning to pick up, yep. um, but I, I, I've liked, but never just bought it. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Oh, yeah. Good good, yeah. good one, yeah. The Now You See Me's. Mm-hmm. I never had Braveheart on Blu-ray, so oh, okay. you know, well, picked gonna, that one up. Going to go right up there. There awesome. was some Werner Herzog. Werner. Werner. Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog. Documentary <laughs> at the end of the earth, mm-hmm. something yeah. like that. Yeah. Red Sparrow, you know, some things yeah. I'd probably never buy, but I'd, I'd be interested in watching once. Yeah, you know what, Brian? Um, my, my parents actually called me up last week, and I, I know I told you this, but I'm going to tell, tell our listeners. My parents called me up last week, and they're like, are you okay? I'm like, what do you mean? They said, well, we saw on Facebook that you said you're getting rid of a bunch of Blu-rays and DVDs. <laughs> you're not going to hurt yourself or something, are you? I'm like, no, I just, my whole life melted around me with this basement flood. and mm-hmm. I'm taking the time to figure out what I want to keep and what I want to get rid of my Blu-ray and DVD collection. Brian, I bought The Matrix eight times. There ain't nothing wrong with that, dude. I, mean- I, I know, but. But I mean, DVD, Blu-ray. But you know what? If I can keep the HD, the the UHD, and the upgraded um, digital stream, that means that there are seven other copies of the Matrix that can go be loved by somebody else. Yes, that's true. And so we had a good conversation on Home Theater Forum about what what to do about um, you know discs that you're 
um, not recycling, but, you know, trying to, to get to new homes. And mm. It doesn't sound like there's a lot of good solutions. Most libraries won't take them. Most schools won't take them, especially I've got a lot of rated Dude. R movies, so they're not going to a school or a library. So. Well, what, here, what I've often found is just take them to Goodwill. And yeah. if Goodwill doesn't sell them in the store, they'll sell them on eBay. Okay. I've bought quite a number of Blu-rays from a Goodwill, but through eBay. All right. Well, I guess it's better than recycling. I, I know some oh, people yeah, don't recycle. I know some people have some, you know, moral issues with uh, Goodwill's uh, business model, and I, I, oh. I really haven't looked into that. So, yeah. But you know what, Brian? Among all this, I have questions. Questions. Yeah, questions. Tonight is all about questions, <laughs> and uh, I've mentioned in the past how absolutely enthralled I am with the, the new podcast, uh, Movies to be Buried With. And you know that I'm a big fan of Inside the Actor's Studio. Mm. And both of those have a set of rigorous questions that their guests, um, you know, kind of mm-hmm. get hit with as a hurdle uh, mm. as they're going through. I thought it would be kind of interesting to you and I, you know, do a little questions back and forth and and try the James Lipton and the movies to be buried with questionnaire. How's that sound? Dude, this sounds like a whole lot of fun. You emailed this to me a week or so ago. Um, And for those who don't know, let me take a step back. So I live in Washington state. Sam's out here in Maryland. I grew up in Maryland, but I took a week and flew out here to Maryland to visit my peeps. These are, this is where my crew is. And Sam was part of my crew. So it's just him and I in his wonderful house here, and uh, we're just doing the home theater extravaganza here. We just got back from dinner, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I got these uh, got these questions from you. I'm like, this is this sounds like a lot of fun, and I'm glad we're doing this in person too because it'll give us a chance just to like riff on this kind of stuff. It's a little something different than what we normally do, but it's um, it's good because it's a more uh, personal touch yeah. to, the, to the show, and how wonderful that we're doing that face as we're to here face, together. Yeah, yeah. 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 And honestly, Brian, I, I think we both sound pretty good tonight. Um, you know, yeah, I'm finally locked into your roadcaster, <laughs> like legit here. Sam's got this really cool compression effect on my voice. I'm like really digging it. So. Yep. Yeah. So uh, you know, we're 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 taking advantage of all the technology. Um, the studio. Uh, if if we face the wrong direction, we're going to get a little bit more echo. So we we still have some tightening up to go but uh, i think we sound great uh there's no skype tonight so we're going without a net don't have that back up mm. i think we're ready to go and there's a theremin right here in front there of me that i was is, and monkeying with before and <laughs> and you know what we couldn't figure out why we weren't getting that through the roadcaster and now we know we gotta put the ears on that too so mm. yeah there's buttons on here yeah. button on buttons on sam's roadcaster that he had to click on now that we have two mics and two people here that it's a lot more complicated Mm -hmm. but i'm learning stuff Mm -hmm. okay well we don't have a whole lot of reconnection stuff tonight i I did put out that uh, the basement's coming along and uh, as you can see we're we're making progress there the one other thing is i do have to give a shout out to my parents mammy and pappy uh who are hit with the covid this week they've uh Dude. They've been uh, avoiding it as best they can, and they're both double vaxxed and boosted and stuff like that. And finally got them. And uh, hopefully, you know, I, I I hope we haven't given up and are just 
accepting that everybody's going to get COVID. I haven't gotten it yet, but I've mm. you know, been trying to avoid it. So how long? So how many days in are they? Uh, Pappy's been um, diagnosed for two, and so he was sick before that. So he should be halfway or coming out of it, I would think. Mm. Mm-hmm. And Mammy um, doesn't seem to have gotten infected despite the exposure. So fingers crossed for that and hoping mm. for the best for both of them. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to hear that, dude. Well, thank you. Um, you know, it, it's been a challenge moving down here to Maryland, uh, but I'm only a couple hours away, so mm-hmm. we'll we'll see how we go with that. You ready to dig in? Let's do this. All right. So it, if I had thought about this a little bit better, I might have put in some sound clips of James Lipton and, uh, and uh, movies to be buried with, but we're going to go just off the cuff. All right. Okay. And so for those of you that have n- never seen Inside the Actor's Studio, um, you know, actors <laughs> great and small, uh, the first thing that they do is uh, they answer this questionnaire. So we'll start mm. there. Okay. We begin our classroom with the questionnaire invented by Bernard Pivot, my hero. What is your favorite word, Morgan? So, Brian, what is your favorite word? Ain't. Ain't? That's like the opposite of most people's famous words, right? Favorite words. Dude, I don't know. I just like saying that word. Like, I ain't going to do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess that's part of your personality then, right? That That is a personality, uh, you know, wrote, uh, the cornerstone. You know, I grew up in Anne Arundel County, but in the southern half, which is called South County. Mm-hmm. Okay. And down there, just people ain't going to do nothing. Okay? okay. And that's just the way it is. No southern hospitality? Dude, they don't do that shit, no. They ain't doing that? No, they ain't doing nothing. Mm. So, Well, mine is just the opposite. I, I okay. think I say awesome way too much. Oh, that's awesome. This, yeah. this is an awesome idea. I can hear you saying that in my head. I, yeah. s- I say that a lot. And so I try to be positive. I'm not always the most positive person <laughs> out there, Brian. But when I, when I do, I get passionate about stuff. And I say, oh, that's awesome. I love that. Let's do more of that. So. Well, that, that's what I like about you, Sam, is that you like a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And you're really passionate about it. Yeah, well, I don't have kids, Brian. So I can have hobbies and board games and mm-hmm. podcasts and stuff like that. So, But I, I, I talk to so many people who just don't know what they like. Yeah. Like, so what are, you, what are you into? I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's a trick question. Like, or it's a hard question. Yeah. Like, you don't know what you like. Start with yeah. anything. Anyway, I'm not looking for a specific answer. And so if I could, if I asked Sam this question, he, he could name off 10 or 15 things right off the top, the top of his head. And yeah. he's, he's really into all of them too. Yeah. I always thought I was pretty bad at small talk. As, as you know, Brian, my dating life has not been the greatest over the last 30 years, but I can definitely talk about things I'm interested in. And, and there's a lot of them and well, you have interests, Spr- yeah, and that's important because people who don't have interests are kind of boring. Yeah, yeah, I try not to be boring, but no, dude, you ain't boring. Yeah. All right, well, <laughs> let's go on to the 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 opposite then. What's yeah. your least favorite word? I got two here. Okay, okay for different reasons. All right, selfie. Really? Okay. And I hate this word because of what it implies mm-hmm. okay this this narcissistic personality disorder that we all seem to have i don't mm. i'm not including myself in this because i don't well a true narcissist would say that they don't have narcissistic personality <laughs> disorder right yeah <laughs> i know it's just like hey look at me so it's, mm-hmm. it's this whole culture of me mm. that i just don't subscribe to um so the, the my second word here is because i hate saying it it's so hard to say the word 
rural. Okay. Yeah, it's tough. R- I can't even say it now. Rural. Yeah, rural. How do you say it? Rural. Rural. Yeah. R- rural. That sounds like rural. something that definitely came out of New England, right? Because that's like a, that's like a typical New England word. Rural. I don't. I don't know, dude. We need to find a different word. Okay. For whatever that mm. is. So, hmm, that would be like uh, I don't know. All right. So how about you? Prolactin. <laughs> prolactin. Prolactin. Yeah. Mm. As you know, Brian, I've got a prolactin tumor and have had it for at least thirty years. And it's caused me no ends of pain, and I try to be positive despite it. But yeah, tumors right up there too, and insurance, and you know Dude, all this. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, just, I'm not sure if I ever knew this. Oh no, we haven't talked about that. I don't think so. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah, so I have got a benign brain tumor that I've learned to live with, and it uh, it cuts down on testosterone and raises prolactin, which is a hormone. That really helps out lactating women. So this is like the worst possible combination for a man. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. So oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, so that's a lot of fun. So let's 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 go to something more positive, Brian. What turns you on? Oh geez, man, it's hard to go from prolactin to what turns <laughs> me on. Yeah, well, we can't drag the the the, the <sighs> show down that long, Brian. You know, we got to be positive here. <sighs> All right, man. What turns me on as a strong woman who knows what she wants? Oh, uh, that's that's uh that's that's a good answer, man. You got one of them? Dude, that's that that's my style, man. That's okay. that's, that's how I roll. All right. Well, shout out to <laughs> to, to Mrs. Dobbs because uh, hopefully she's uh listening in and mm-hmm. and, and knows just No, how she ain't listening it. to this shit. No. <laughs> no, huh? She ain't never even going to go to the website, mm-hmm. dude. Okay. <laughs> well, but that's cool too, right? Because some people are, you know, opposed to having their partners, you know, have passions and interests and stuff like that. And if you can, you know, if, if the person that you're with can appreciate that you need time on your own, I think that's awesome too. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. And uh, fortunately, we both do that because, you know, she's got her crew. I've got my crew. Excuse me. She's got her interests. I got my interests. Mm-hmm. And, you know, occasionally they overlap, but that's okay. We don't have to be the same person. We don't have to have the same, you know, approach towards life. But we, we are synced up on a lot of things. And um, where was I going? <laughs> I don't know. You just, you're, you're riffing. I like it. Oh, goodness. Um, so anyway, how about you, Sam? My answer is actually very similar. It, it's not from a place of strength or as part of a relationship, but I just generally dig passion and people with interest and knowledge and stuff like that. And that turns th- you on. Yeah. yeah. Well, Am I interpreting this right? Like, are we supposed to be mm, thinking this in like a... Not necessarily, right? I mean, that there's, the, you know, from a relationship or a dating perspective, you might say somebody is a sapiosapien or sapiosexual. Mm. You know, they can only be attracted to people that are knowledgeable. And, and I, I, I'm not saying that from that perspective. I'm saying that generally um, I get excited when other people have knowledge and interests and are willing to share that. So yeah, that that just is exciting to me. That's good. That's good. So okay, what turns you off, Brian? Selfishness. Mm, we're right there. I think our answers are going to be very similar. Okay. Yeah, vapidity and uh, Va- vanity. Vapidity. Yeah. And vanity. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all sort of the same thing. And you know, yeah. 
I used to be real selfish. Okay, were you? How so? Just, I was a son of a bitch, and I, I didn't, I, I don't want to dwell on it, but it's something that I, I'm trying to correct, you know, mm-hmm. in myself and, and, and be more selfless in my middle age, I guess. Am I middle-aged? I don't even know. You get what I'm saying. Just at this age. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> we had a con- fun conversation about that at, at dinner tonight. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. as we're changing. I'm not going to throw Brian under the bus. That's that okay. okay. But, but yeah, we're definitely both to the point where we're seeing those changes come from age. And it, it's fun. <laughs> it's a lot worse. It's a lot better than the, uh, you know, the alternative. So as pa- long as pa- we... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say... Sidebar here. Look how fast we're going back and forth with this. Oh man, it's great! It's great. And and uh, usually when I have to edit the show, I, the first thing I do is go ahead and take all the breaks out. And I don't think we're gonna have to do that at all tonight. Mm, I thought you didn't edit like that. Mm, when I, I I do a scan, right? I, mm. I I look and find the big gaps where somebody's mm-hmm. taking a while to answer a question. I'll take. Do that you, out. Is that manual or you just is there? A you can automate it, but I I don't like the sound that it. Yeah, it sounds a little choppy when when right. you let it go automated. So, right. So if it if it sounded natural and you hadn't noticed it in the past, then I've done a good job. Mm-hmm. I I know that the the editing is really your bag, um, mm. but I, I'm learning. I'm mm. learning. I'm getting there. Okay. Uh, where are we at? So, uh, what sound or noise do you love? Hmm. I love sounds of nature, mm-hmm. you know, the wind blowing, the water trickling, the leaves blowing, that sort of thing. But I also like music, as you know, and sure. specifically the sound of the natural piano and guitar, mm-hmm. not too much effects processing, because those are, you know, aside from the human voice, I think those are the most expressive musical instruments that that uh, fundamentally just sort of resonate with your soul. Sure. Yeah. You know, so how about you? I mean, what's better than that, right? I mean, there's nothing better than, mm. you know, you know, sounds mm. that you dig. I, I go a little deeper than that, Brian, mm-hmm. b- below 20 hertz, and that's a subwoofer rattle, and I, <laughs> I yeah. like to see shit blow up good. So that's yeah. definitely my answer. That, uh, oh, I, I, no, yeah. you know, things uh, associated with technology and especially home theater, you know, the projector firing up a, a subwoofer rattling, those things just really, uh, I'm in my element with stuff like that. Oh, geez. You know what? We're going to have a conversation about subwoofers later. Too. Oh, okay. Well, we got a, got a 15 funny, inch or sitting. I got a funny story. Mere feet from us. <sighs> okay. Doesn't sound like a fun story. It's a fun story. Oh, okay. And a very unique and very home theater story, and we'll talk about it. Okay. Um, oh, I'm going to answer this one first, if okay. that's all right. Yeah. What is your favorite curse word? And oh, wait, no. What sound or noise do you hate? Oh, oh. Uh, so yeah, I guess we did miss that. Okay. What sound or noise do you hate, Brian? Coffee grinder. What? Do you have a conical burr grinder? <laughs> First of all, I don't drink coffee. Oh, okay. So I'm not into the whole coffee mm, lifestyle. Yeah. Mm. Like 99% of the people on earth. So I can't make you a latte later tonight? Not for me. Okay. I, I love the smell of coffee beans. Mm-hmm. I'll eat a mud, is it called a mud pie? With They make it with coffee ice cream? Oh, I guess so, yeah. Coffee Miss, ice cream. Mississippi mud pies? Yeah, I don't okay. know. I don't know. Yeah. So I, I like dig all that. I just don't drink coffee. 
Mm-hmm. And my wife does. She drinks a pot of it every morning. Okay. And so the, she's grinding her own beans and that, yeah. that wakes you up a little bit too I can't, that's, abruptly. It's <laughs> just this, the, the timbre and the amount of treble and just the high pitch mm. and the uh, decibel rating on that shit is just way too much for the human ear, at least my human ears. I, I have to hold my ears every time she does it. And I get real upset when she does it and doesn't tell me that she's going to do it. <laughs> it's like chalkboard, right? I, I, I look at her and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Don't get upset. I'm like, Oh my mm. God. I'm going to walk well, she, away here. Maybe she needs a, uh, a, you know, we've got people on the home theater forum who have like $500 conical burr grinders that, that don't make a lot of noise. I've got a Breville. Oh. It's like eighty bucks, and it's pretty nice. We'll we'll see if mine drives you nuts. Okay. So yeah, this this is right. my favorite part of the yeah. of the interview, Brian. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. So what about what was yours? Oh, uh, yeah. I I really want to get to the curse we'll word, get Brian. To it. <laughs> <laughs> um. What's, oh, yeah. What sound or noise do you hate? And you might be able to hear it behind you, Brian, but the water dripping through the French drain. Oh. And it's way worse now post flood because i know if there's too much of that water what it can mean mm, yeah because yeah. it, it introduces an element of anxiety like mm-hmm. oh is it going to be a problem yep why is there water moving well n- yeah not only that but it's like drip, drip, drip. it's like the the telltale heart or the cask of amontillado type deal you know you just you know that there's that problem yeah. hiding in the walls mm. Yeah, it's no good. Can I say my curse word now, All right, Brian? so Sam, what is your favorite curse word? Pig fucker! Pig fucker. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if, if, if you... Why s- is that? I, I don't know, Brian. It just rolls off the tongue. It really does. <laughs> and if you've seen Black Mirror, it, it it's taken on a whole new... A whole new... Uh, I, I haven't seen that. Oh, it's show is it's a good show. It's a great show, and it's one. It's the first in the series, so we're gonna watch a movie later tonight. Maybe we'll kick it off with the mm. the pig episode. Mm. What's yours? <laughs> sort of similar. Rat fuck. Rat fuck. Okay, <laughs> and 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 so, see, mine is kind of generic, right? Just anytime something bugs me. I go back. Pig fucker. Rat fuck, you definitely sound like you have a specific person in mind with this, and they have done something to wholly deserve it. See, a pig fucker, they may not really well, deserve pig it. Pig fucker is, is like, that, that's a name you give somebody. And, right? Yeah. Okay, rat fuck is like an action. Like Oh. You know, it's like how, it, it's sort of like, Fubar, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like th- this is this is this situation is rat fucked. Okay, okay? someone rat fucked this situation. Mm. <laughs> so you know, I I thought you had very specific designs on the the people that deserve this term. <laughs> I guess not. Okay. I think it's used to describe a situation or scenario. Okay, rather than a yeah. person. Although you could really use curse words for anything. Yeah, we, you know they're very very versatile. I. You know, I, I've had this conversation with my family. They say, you curse too much. I'm going, you're just not being creative enough mm. in the words you're using. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Personal trainer. Really? Okay. Yeah, why not? Sure. Okay. I like, you know, lifting weights. And I okay. was going to the gym, but I now work out in my garage. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I, I feel like I could coach okay. too and sort of educate people. Be a CrossFit kind of guy? No, just no. weights. Slow and steady. I don't do any of that crazy shit. All right. Well, you know how to tell. I ain't going to do that. <laughs> I ain't, ain't doing that. You know, you, you know how you can tell if somebody does CrossFit, right? <laughs> no. You don't have to. They'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I would know back to the home theater stuff. I would definitely like to have gone into an acting or directing Mm. kind of role mm-hmm. uh, I did a little bit of acting in junior high school and had fun with that but it just didn't seem like you know the lifestyle that would have been supported out of central New Jersey although I guess a lot of my peers did go into you know the the more pretty and handsome guys went into New York City and got mm. some mm-hmm. jobs like that but I always thought I could be a character actor right you know kind of a grumpy old man or something like that you yeah. know or doing the director thing. Um, before I got my brain tumor, I thought I might go out to California and, and try my hand there. And I kind of got waylaid, but no regrets on that. Well, um, yeah, I've done a little directing. It's definitely fun, so I can see the appeal. Um, acting, dude, you got anything on? I'd be curious to to, to see you uh, to do. To act, really. Oh, oh, we can put up a couple of the Savage Dog productions that we did from the the uh, 48-hour film um, uh, festival, and that will show you just how terrible an actor I am. <laughs> when with, was this? Oh, four or five years ago. We did two or three different oh, years. Oh, yeah, you have to, yeah, show, yeah. to show that, too. Yeah, we'll, we'll put them in the show notes. Uh, I am definitely by no means an actor, never worked it as a craft, mm. and have enormous respect for people that, you know, that can do it either as a natural or having learned, you know, to, 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 to build those skills. But, mm-hmm. but just doing it on a random Saturday in the summer, it didn't come naturally for me, but it was mm. fun. Mm-hmm. What profession would you not like to do? Doctor. Really? Okay. Uh, just because of the COVID exposure and dealing with other people's just problems? Or with sick, whiny bitches all mm. day long and expecting to have answers to everything. It's got to be real stressful. Yeah, I, 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 I never even considered it. Uh, you know, the healthcare just... Did not seem like me. I, I, I can appreciate that. For me, it was something that I did have a little bit of exposure to, and that's customer service or telemarketing. And, um, mm. you know, I at, when I was 18 years old, I didn't know any better, and I, I did a little bit of that work. And now I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm opposed to it on a philosophical <laughs> basis. But, but yeah, I, don't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't last long on that. Mm-hmm. All right, so the last question in the um, the Lipton interview is is tough for atheists like me, but Brian, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? We're not ready for you. Okay. Go back. Yeah. They're, eventually, they're going to let you in, <laughs> keep you. Though. But yeah, yeah, we all we all want that extra time, though, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah. Uh, I guess I've got a little bit different perspective mm-hmm. than than a lot of people because of you know having dealt with uh, you know health issues for so long that you know I made my my peace with the world a long time ago. Um, I'm not ready to go, but when I go, it's I'm I'm gonna gonna be ready for it. But so for me, it's uh, oh shit, dog, we really need to <laughs> get on that advertising info. It uh, 
Uh, it's weird. No godly things have kind of happened during the entire time that we've had recording instruments like TV and video cameras, huh? <laughs> what? So, I mean, uh, if if a god does exist, right, he's doing a real bad job of advertising it these days. So oh. It's all, all on faith, and I'm not a... You know, not big on the whole faith thing. Right. So no, I hear show you me, saying. Show me some evidence, you know? Oh, yeah. No, well, I'm with you. Yeah. But, you know, I was just like, okay, well, you know, if I have to go there, then what would I say? And that's what I'd yeah. say. But I'm, man, I'm totally with you, dude. Where's the, where's the evidence? How many sure. people are going to fucking believe that shit? Yeah, well, I, I you know, <laughs> live and let live, but uh, mm-hmm. that's where I stand for yeah, sure. Yeah, it ain't my thing. It ain't my issue, so I ain't going to make a deal about it. Yeah. So that's the that's the Lipton interview. Hopefully, folks had uh, learned a little bit more about Brian and myself on that. Uh, not necessarily really related to home theater stuff as much as this next part of the questionnaire will. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. we're we're gonna throw both questionnaires out to Home Theater Forum and Home Theater United uh, members, and I'm I'm genuinely interested to see what a lot of Home Theater Forum folks will respond to the questions mm-hmm. and. Uh, I hope th- I hope they come up with some fun ones, and I definitely felt like your answers were great, Brian. So thank <laughs> thank you for indulging me on that half of it. <laughs> of course, dude. Look out! It's only films to be buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried With. My name is Brett Goldstein. I'm a comedian, an actor, a writer, a director, a brandy brander, and I love film. As Jacqueline Carey once said, all knowledge is worth having and all the films of Paul Thomas Anderson are worth seeing. Not a bad one amongst them. I mean, that's not exactly a hot take from Jackie, but one that's certainly true. I mean, they're all brilliant. He's amazing. What are we even talking about anymore? Every week I invite a special guest over. I tell them they've died. Then I get them to discuss their life through the films that meant the most to them. Previous guests include Barry Jenkins, Kevin Smith, Jamila Jamil, and even Ked Bambles. But this week, it's the brilliant comedian, actor, writer, producer, director, and movie star, Mr. Kevin Pollock. What was the first film you ever saw? I didn't answer this one, dude, because I, I would just be making it up. I mean, I really don't, don't remember. I can't. No, I don't really remember. See, for me, I swear it was uh, Blackbeard's Ghost, and it might have actually been Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm a child of the '70s, <clears throat> and I know that you know I had multiple relatives, you know, take me to you know matinees and stuff like that. So it could have been either one of them. I remember being scared shitless on Blackbeard's Ghost, and I just watched it on Disney Plus last week, and I'm like... Is this a live action? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With, mm-hmm. a, with a jolly, very loud and booming pirate playing Blackbeard. It's, mm. it, it's a scene, man. I'm a kind of a ghost, you know, in limbo, caught twixt this world and the next, beholden to that spell which brings me to your eyes. Only. You mean no one can see you except me? That's about the shape of it, son. And that's why I'll be sailing alongside of you, see? If you've never seen it, it's it's an interesting... It's, it's in that whole, you know, the nutty professor kind of Disney era. Mm. And so, 
Yeah. Okay. Definitely, definitely uh, mm-hmm. one of those two. Mm-hmm. Definitely saw Snow White, and I definitely remember going to see Bambi. And I mean, I think there's like a whole generation my age just completely scarred from seeing Bambi in the theaters. And like, what parents would send their kids to the theater to see that? And I, I don't know, but uh, we survived, right? <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was probably gonna put down a Disney movie. Um, look at your cat. There's your cat. Snow White or Bambi yeah. or somewhere in there, right? Yeah. To today, I guess uh, most people are seeing their first movies on TVs and stuff like that. So I can't even imagine not you know not having the theater experience first. Right. Yeah. yeah. I did get my daughter pre-pandemic to go to the theater mm-hmm. to see the My Little Pony movie, nice. which was her first in theater. Oh, okay, movie. cool. And then I think she got to go see Frozen 2 with my wife. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen that, though. Yeah, I saw that one. It didn't really resonate like the first one for Mm -hmm. me. What film scared you the most? (sighs) The Ring. Because that's a videotape that kills you when you watch it. You start to play it, and it's like somebody's nightmare. Oh, American or Japanese? (sighs) The American. Okay, I'm not sure I've seen the American versions. With Naomi Watts, dear God, this movie. I remember watching it in college at my girlfriend's on-campus dorm, and then I went back to my place, and I'm, like, looking behind me, and I get back to my place, and my roommates aren't there, and so, like, I'm getting in my room, and I close my door, and I lock my door, and I'm there by myself, and I'm like, oh, my God. I hope nothing comes out of the shadows, dude. That shit had me <laughs> looking behind my... <laughs> looking over my shoulder. Oh. <sighs> The whole night, I was scared shitless that night, dude. Do you like scary movies? No, not, oh, that, not that's anymore. how a scary movie always starts, right? But but this, The Ring is not like, it, it's not gratuitous. Mm-hmm. You know, it leaves a whole lot to the imagination. Mm-hmm. It gets inside your mind, and it's really <laughs> well done. You've seen it, right? I saw the Japanese version for sure. I can't remember if I've seen the American. <sighs> okay, I mean, the Japanese version must have be must have been good. I think it was very good. Yeah. Made an American version. Yeah. Of it, so now the ring two, no good. Blue donkey balls. Oh, uh, that's a shame. And I don't know how they got Naomi Watts to come back for it because it was money hats. It, it was just like I don't know. It it wasn't good at all. It was unnecessary for for whatever reason they felt like making it. So, so for me, yeah, I have memories of scary movies because mm-hmm. again. Uh, I grew up in the uh, New York area and we had chiller theater and a lot of those kinds of things on Friday nights. And I loved, loved, loved being scared as a kid. I, I just devoured all of like the universal monsters and I loved the, mm. the creature from the Black Lagoon and stuff like that. So that the, the chiller theater hand coming up out of the ground, you know, scared the crap out of me when I was a kid and I was basically hooked on that. But I have this memory, and I'm told it's a TV show, and I can't remember the name of it now. I've got my notes somewhere, where this lady cheats on her husband, and he comes back and is, um, you know, kind of terrorizing her and the guy that she was cheating on him with, and it's, the dead dump never dies. And I could be completely making that up, right? I could be just something that came out of my childhood brain but it's something like that on this tv show that we that we found and it just blew my mind as a kid mm. so scarred for life oh, what's still this called now 
Again, I don't remember it. It's 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 some kind of really bad made for TV movie. Oh, okay. And it 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 uh, it really screwed me up. All right. <laughs> but I love I love scary movies now. I saw Scream last night. Big shout out to that the the uh, the newest in this the uh, series and uh, Scream. Oh yeah, there's a new one. You didn't... Like with with the original cast. Yeah, they're in it. So this would be Scream Five. Uh, no, I think they're up to like seven or eight now. They they just call it Scream though. That that's the new thing, right? That... Yeah, okay. I, I I'd like to see it, but now I'm confused. Why do they yeah. do? That? I hate when they do that. Yeah, and 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 they actually, it's very self-referential, right? This one is all about you know, the the perils of fame and what happens when mm. you know you make a, a bunch, bunch of sequels okay. and stuff like that. Yeah. All right. So it's up there. That's cool. What. Uh, what film makes you cry the most or has made you cry the most? This one's hard, but I wrote two down here. Um, there's a movie called Marley and Me. Oh, yeah. There's nothing like the experience of raising your first dog. Of course, that kid's not even me. That's me. And that crazy hound I'm chasing is more like the world's worst no. dog. Sorry! With the Owen Wilson? Yeah, yeah. Is that the, Owen the, Wilson? Yeah, or? one of the Wilson brothers, well, right? The, the blonde Wilson brother. And a dog. Okay, mm-hmm. sad story. And then another one, I remember we watched a film in fifth grade, I think after we read the book, Where the Red Fern Grows. And I've heard the title, but I don't know the story. You know, the American uh, frontier, it's, you know, set 150 years ago. And, mm-hmm. you know, another story with the dog in it. And sad story. So we're all crying in fifth grade. <laughs> Are are you generally a crier in movies? No. Yeah, I cry at the drop of a hat, man. Mm. I could cry in the middle of scream if something hits me the right mm. the right way. But for me, it's any and I'm gonna I'm gonna put like literally five seconds of this sound clip into the movie. But mm-hmm. you put the opening bars to the Lion King on na nanya papa Yeah, I'll be crying instantly. Really? It's it's is it's, that because it's, it's primal? A, I don't know. Is is it the moment of the movie? It's just overwhelming you, or does it remind so. you of a, of when you watched it originally Ooh, and where you were at? No, I think it's just primal. I couldn't tell you. I I don't know what the words mean. I mean, it's in Afrikaani. Is is it tears of joy? No, it's just overwhelming emotion. Of what? Of what variety? Just all of them, all at once. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Okay. But yeah, I, like, like I said, I I I've got no shame. I will cry in the middle of anything. Mm. <laughs> Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Oh. Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. Mm. All right, Brian, what is a terrible, objectively terrible movie, but you love it? I couldn't come up with anything, dude. What? I don't know. if You don't like any it, bad movies? I guess, like, if I think it's bad, then I don't love it. Mm. If you think it's bad, but I love it, then I'm not going to call it a terrible movie. I like a lot of bad movies, Brian. I'm going to be honest here. Like, if I were to tell you, Sam, I really like Ernest Goes to Camp. Boy, the guys are gonna love this. Am I a genius or what? Yeah, okay. I think I mean it's a good movie, but other people might think it's schlock. But it's actually quite well acted, and mm-hmm. it's got a good heart to it. You know, so it's like I don't know how to I don't know how to answer this question. Okay, all right. 
I my, my answer is pretty easy. Flash Gordon, right? I think that it was designed to be, you know, to call back to the serials and schlock and kitschy and, uh, but you know, you get a soundtrack by queen and just, you know, just an absolute uh, joy as that movie goes through. I, I mean, I don't think it's a great movie, but, uh, it has, it has parts that are way better than it has any right to be. I think that's fair. I think I only ever saw the the parody scene of, that they had of it in that movie Ted. Oh, okay. Do you yeah. remember? That? Yeah. Did they parody? I think so. Yeah. Or homage or something yeah. like that. Something in there. Have you ever seen Ernest Goes Camp? I love all the Ernest movies. Jim I don't Varney. remember that. I remember that. Don't remember that one in particular. I remember him going to jail. I think this was the first Ernest. Okay. Ernest Goes to Camp. Then I definitely saw it. And the hey, Vern. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Vern. Know what I mean, Vern? Yeah. God, he's so funny. All right. So, sorry, I I don't have a good answer for that one, and I don't have a good answer for the next one either. Really? I don't. So the next one, for the record, is what film you once loved watching it, but now you realize it's terrible. If, if, I okay, you tell me yours, Mm -hmm. and maybe that'll spark something in me because I couldn't think of anything. So I don't know that it rises to the level of terrible, but it Mm -hmm. definitely does not hold up for a modern audience. Mm. And that's, it's a mad, 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 mad world, which Mm. I absolutely loved as a kid. Mm -hmm. I laughed my ass off as a kid and we've gone through two or three rounds of restorations Mm. that have been wildly supported at home theater forum. It was one of the, the biggest request for a restoration effort ever in move in home theater fandom. And it's just not that funny to me anymore. I mean, there's good lines, there's good slapstick humor, but I don't think modern audiences are appreciative of, of slapstick anymore. I know you're a big fan of like the three stooges. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, those things would play for a modern artist. It's not terrible, right? No, they do. I, I think you the, think so? The Stooges comedy is timeless because yeah. it's that physical slap. They're literally slapping each other, and right. that never gets old. Yeah. I guess I have, I've been away from it, so I, I'm going to have to give them a, another shot soon. I mean, you bring up a good point, though. If, if a movie is just simply old mm-hmm. and the production techniques are dated, mm-hmm. you know, you look at movies... I've recently been watching all of the James Bond movies. Yeah, I just got the whole collection, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you started it? No. That, that the the intent when the 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 basement is done is to start with um the un uh, unedited versions of the Lord of the Rings mm. and then maybe Star Wars or maybe James Bond, but I'm going to do them all in a row. Okay. Well, I did all James Bond 10 years ago. Okay. I'm doing them again with my daughter. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, she had a fascination. Okay. With seeing it. Maybe it's because she saw the section, the James Bond section on my shelf. Mm-hmm. He's like, can we do James Bond? I'm like, okay. And, and you know, How old her, is she now? She's nine. Okay. <clears throat> now watching the old ones, you know, you have to, 
port yourself back in time because th- they're making movies a whole lot differently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're just coming out of that, um, that that black and white Jimmy Stewart era, mm-hmm. and now it's starting to kind of okay. This these are the seeds. Here, here are the seeds of action movies mm-hmm. right here. Okay, you know the camera's not moving; it's stationary. Mm-hmm. It's just set up on a tripod, and they just pan or they mm-hmm. zoom. You yeah. know, and that's really challenging to watch these days, considering you know we're we're now yeah we we breakneck speed editing with Michael you know, Bay sticking yes. his camera on everything and right. steady cam and drones and uh, yeah yeah i mean goodness yeah. so is it is it right to call those films terrible because they may pl- they may mm. be boring i don't Just think dated. So. i don't yeah. think it is yeah. you know my 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 daughter doesn't know any better because she hasn't she doesn't right. understand film uh to pr- production uh mm-hmm. to the point at which she she can recognize the the differences but uh you know well, so yeah, we'll have to do a Bond show, I think, just in in general. And there was a thread, some guy, some guy on the forum. Oh, he's rewatching all of them, right? Yeah, yeah one one at a time. So that that's one of the things that's inspired me to mm-hmm. to, and and we'll link to that for sure. And uh, right before I came out here, we we watched Golden Eye. Mm-hmm. That's my second favorite Bond. Okay, guess what my first is? Uh, from Russia with Love. Not a bad guess. Casino Royale. Uh, the 2006. Yeah. Okay. With, with for Greg Craig's first. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's nothing better. Okay, and you have not seen the final one, right? I have, which is, what what's it called? No, I haven't seen it. Yeah, you only no, no time, time to die. To die yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah. So I I've watched it both in the theaters and at home, and I I I, I love it. How, how do you think it holds up to Casino Royale? <sighs> Spectre was kind of a. What's the one where they Shit go back the to end. the English um, mansion? Which Skyfall. One? Skyfall, I thought, was the best. You like Skyfall the best? I do, yeah. And I, I know that that might be a controversial pick. Then I would put the first one and this one as a tie above all the others. Mm. Yeah. I thought it was really good. Mm. Um, and again, team no spoilers here. You son of a bitch. So I won't, I won't give anything away, but... No. Uh, but uh, he 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 goes out on top for sure. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, I can't wait to see because it it's got that director I like. Oh yeah, which one was that? Carrie Fukunaga. Yeah, I, I think that's how you yeah, pronounce Carrie. it. Carrie. 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 Oh, yeah. I thought you said Terry. Yeah, Carrie Fukunaga. Yeah. Because he did True Detective season one. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, that was some good. Show. Yeah. <laughs> good. Good TV. Yeah. I again, I loved that up to the last episode, but I don't. I don't blame him for that. So. Uh, so, uh, what's the film that means the most to you? Mm-hmm. I'll read the rest of the question. Not because of the film itself, but because of the memories you oh, okay. have of it. Yeah, yeah. Matrix Reloaded. I couldn't come up with anything else. Are you, fellas? It's him. Do we proceed? Yes. He is still only human. What? <laughs> really? Yeah. Here we go. You love the Matrix Reloaded. Yeah, why? Is this a surprise? I mean, it wasn't as well received as the Matrix itself, right? So, what was True. What, what was the the um, what 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 well, made it so special to you? Not because of the film itself, Sam. Okay. okay. However, it is so my, it. It just so happens to be my favorite movie. Really? Yes. I don't know. We can be friends, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is the number two here. Yeah. Number number three was a lot more divisive. Yeah. Okay. Number number two was was pretty. So everyone, it was 1999 to mm-hmm. 2003. That was a four-year wait, okay? Mm-hmm. And I was a senior in college, and this was at the time when they just, 
when movie trailers being released online through the QuickTime website just started becoming a thing, and mm-hmm. you could download, oh, you could download the high res, the low res, and so you could watch trailers in your dorm room, right? And this was this was a new thing, and mm-hmm. it, they really started coming out with these things, and they would release these Animatrix mm-hmm. shorts. shorts. Yeah in the months, weeks preceding the release of the Reloaded yeah. to get everybody back and excited. Hyped about it, yeah, yeah. And I just ate all that up, and I was mm-hmm. I downloaded all the wallpapers. It was all over my computer. You know, I, I wanted to just be Neo, you know, okay. the wallpapers, the shorts, and um, I called up my buddy Jeff, who was, who I actually saw on this trip out here in Maryland. We had gone to see the, the original Matrix, in the theater back mm-hmm. in 1999, having no idea what it was all about. Oh, wow. You no went into that cold? No clue what it was. Oh, no, yeah. We walk out of there, we're like, did, did our minds just blow? <laughs> so I said, Jeff, you know, it, we got another Matrix movie we got to go to. So we went to go see Matrix Reload. So it was an experience I had with him. Okay, that's You know great. what I mean? So, yeah. so all of that, just I look back on a time, and it wasn't just the movie. It was everything surrounding it that mm-hmm. just meant so much to me. Yeah, for me, the experience was um, not a letdown, but but deflating, I guess, a little bit. I was so into practical effects growing up. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Lucas, uh, you know, was making statements that he was going to do a lot more digital effects with the prequels and stuff like that. And then The Matrix came out. And I was like, oh, my God, if that's the state of the art with what movie making can be, what can George Lucas do with all mm-hmm. all these new tricks? And, uh, and I was like, oh, there's going to be more matrixes, mm-hmm. matrices. Mm. And uh, I was super stoked for it. And I, I just did not think it held up to the, to the first one personally. So that's why it. They took it too far. They they when when they I admit the burly brawl. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I do. Yeah, Neo yeah. versus Smith and Smith and Smith. And Hundred Smith. Agent Smiths. Okay, half of that was Keanu Reeves and Hugo Weaving, and the other half was cartoon. Mm-hmm. Like, what made them think that they could do that? That's where I get a, like they took it too far. There, mm-hmm. they should have never done that. If, you know. It's, that's when it started getting a little silly. So I, I haven't seen number four. I have. Okay, so how do you think it... Where, where would you rank it? Uh, dead last. Oh, fuck. But again, I wasn't, you know, among the, you know, the the people that were super thrilled. You liked it worse? You, you didn't like it? It was worse than uh, Revolutions? Revolutions wasn't a bad movie. It just wasn't the Matrix movie I wanted. Revolutions mm-hmm. at least put a solid acceptable ending to mm. whereas this one I have questions. Okay. <laughs> Are they gonna make more? Don't I tell don't me. Know. Okay, don't I tell don't me. I don't know. All right. Let, let's let's yeah. move on. Let's it, move on. It's it's problematic for me. That's what, oh, so what about you? What's your uh, what film means the most to you? Oh, if anybody had to guess that they, they don't know me very well, it's obviously Star Wars. I mean, oh, Star Wars okay. dominated my life from the age of 7 to 20 uh-huh. and beyond. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, a super huge Boba Fett fan, but a Star Wars fan first. Um uh, again, that movie doesn't hold up super well either. Why you stuck up Half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder. 
right? Star if, Wars? If you go watch Star Wars today, you're like... The original? Yeah, yeah, I mean... What makes you say that? I There's not a lot of story there, right? It's a pretty straightforward story, and I would certainly... I, I mean, I, I will tell you that I thought that The Empire Strikes Back was a better movie than either of the other two, but Star Wars, just the explosion of an entire galaxy of potential stories that are continuing today and beyond. I don't think anybody can touch that. Well, just because it was a simple story doesn't mean it doesn't hold up. You know, I I would disagree with that. I I think the universe holds up. I think that the plot of the first movie doesn't hold up that well. That's Mm. just me. But again, I've lived in this universe for most of my life. True. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's the sexiest film, Brian? I've got three. Oh, do you now? I do. Okay. Hit me. <sighs> you ever heard of this one title? came out in the 90s. Oh, I tweeted about this. Did you? Exit to Eden. No, I, I, I don't know the film, and I don't remember seeing your tweet. I think you would. You, 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 you would remember if you saw it, because I posted a little picture of it. Yeah, Exit to Eden, um, and... Um, just look it up. Okay, we'll okay. just put the trailer in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the movie that the Wachowskis did right before they did Matrix, which was the the movie that they used to show the studio that they could direct mm-hmm. the Matrix. Okay, the movie called Bound. Oh, I, I remember Bound. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so... Um, Jennifer Tilly, Nev Gina Gershon. Oh, no. Jennifer Tilly and Gina Gershon. Oh, which is the one with Nev Campbell that I'm thinking very similar era on that. No. Okay. Oh, you're you're thinking of uh Wild the, Things. Wild Things. Yeah, yeah. Very similar movies, no? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gina Gershon. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. Look it up. Okay. Mulholland Drive. Yeah, very okay. I'll back you Not up. Not a that. clue what happens in that movie. <laughs> but yeah. 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 Okay. All right. What about you? Uh, definitely uh, Sin City era Jessica Alba. I think Jessica Alba uh, in her prime was just uh, unstoppable. Mm, I would like to revisit that. That's for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I thought I thought that. Um, but, yeah. I mean, that's just a. S- well, yeah. I guess you could just you could go ahead. Go ahead. I I thought that both of the Sin City movies. Um, had an interesting take on what is sexy and mm-hmm. and and bringing mm-hmm. it back to basics on a lot of things and mm-hmm. bring bringing over the top ridiculousness back to basics. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so if that makes any sense, I like both of those movies. I think Robert Rodriguez did a fantastic job. Yeah, you know, we talked about this, right? And how I, I watched sure. Dick Tracy recently. I said yeah. it's amazing how much Sin City borrowed from Dick Tracy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I like those movies anyway. All right, cool. What uh, what film do you most relate to? Well, if you were to ask me this question in the past, I would say there's a movie starring Brendan Fraser, Steve Buscemi, and Adam Sandler called Airheads. Kayla, there's something I got to tell you. What? Um, I was a geek in high school. I had really short hair. I played Dungeons and Dragons. I had a bug collection. I hate my boogers. My name's not Chaz. It's Chester. And I understand if you don't love me anymore. 
I know I've seen it. They're in a rock and roll band trying to get famous, so they take over a radio station, make them play their demo. Yeah, yeah. Right? You know, I've I've been in bands before wanting to pursue a career in music and Mm -hmm. and that whole thing. I know exactly what they went through. And there's a line in the movie, you know, we know what it's like, man, when when the only people in the audience are the other bands and their girlfriends. (laughs) Like, I've played so many of those shows, (laughs) and it's pathetic. Yeah. God, it makes you feel so bad. You just feel mm. like such a loser. Aww. But uh, so, yeah, I could sympathize with what they went through and they made it funny. If you were to ask me this now, mm-hmm. two movies. This is 40. Okay. And Bad Moms. The bake sale. No BPA, no MSG, no BHA, no BHT, no sesame, no soy, and of course, no nuts or eggs or milk or butter or salt or sugar or wheat. No. <gasps> What's that now? I'm so tired of trying to be this perfect mom. I'm done. Oh, I can't remember if I've seen Bad Moms or not. But yeah, it's... Uh, Mila Kunis. Yeah. Christine Applegate's in it. How do you relate to Bad Moms? It's, uh, you know, uh, it, it's it's chicks, but it's like, it's still that sentiment. You grow up, you still have some life to, leave, t- life to lead, mm-hmm. but you have kids and now you're part of a family, so... But you cannot you cannot succumb to just only being a parent. Mm-hmm. You have to be your own person. And so this movie kind of touches on those themes. Okay. And so the bad moms actually break bad and you, you can still wild a little bit. Yeah, you can still have fun. You know, okay. I don't know that's if they're fair. bad, but it's just like I, th- I think that's a judgment that the movie didn't need to make in the title. But, you know, they, they could have called it something else and just like, OK, yeah, I'm like, you know, moms can go out and party, too. They don't have to be boring. OK, you know. And I guess I would just extend the same for dads, too. But but so often, people with kids just don't keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. And they become uninteresting. Yeah, we had this conversation at dinner, too, right? Yeah, yeah it's it's tough, man. Um, I think especially as we get older, you know, some people just, right, like, really dig into their hobbies. And then some mm-hmm. people dig into... Their kids. Their kids or... Just you know, treading water and stuff like that. I and that can't was stand that shit, dude. And I was like, "Well, I go up to somebody else, like, hey, what you been up to?' Well, my kids, yeah. blah, blah 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 blah. I'm like, oh, I'm talking about your kids. I'm talking about you. Yeah. Tell me what you do. Oh, nothing. Yeah. Okay, great. See you later. Well, it's even worse as somebody who's you know been single most of their lives, right? I, I mean, I can't relate to either the parenthood side of their stories or caring about anybody's kids outside of maybe my niece and nephews. You know, so. Well, there ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's just no, like, it, but but if that's all you've got to talk about, yeah, it's yeah, nothing. It's yeah, boring. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> dude, you you were so much. You were really interesting because even just today, what you were telling me at dinner about what you're doing in your extra time, you know, oh, your yeah. civic duty, that whole thing. Yeah, it's yeah. like, go on, Sam. That's good because yeah. you actually give a give a crap about something. Yeah. You, you know? never you never slow down. You never stop, Brian. So you gotta, you know, th- th- this week it was, uh, you know. Building out my tool set. Next week it'll be, you know, maybe I'll go back to airbrushing. <laughs> we'll see. You got hobbies, which is good. Well, and that distracts me from the rest of the world, which is my answer to the film that I most relate to is Idiocracy. Mm. For the last time, I'm pretty sure what's killing the crops is this Brondo stuff. The Brondo's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. So, mm-hmm. and again, we can't get too much into it because of the politics and religion ban that we've got over our heads self-imposed as it may be but i i had to revisit this movie when i saw it i did not like the movie mm-hmm. 
but I did understand and appreciate the message. Mm-hmm. And I think the message resonated me more with the movie, more than the movie. And how long ago did you see it? Ten years. Okay, so before, I guess, the the crunch of... Probably 15 years, yeah. actually. I mean, we've always had an element of, I mean, as far back as the know-nothing poli- uh, politicians in mm-hmm, uh, in mm-hmm. America. Yeah. But it just seems, it, it's almost a sport to be as dumb as you want to be these days. Oh, my God, dude. This is a different show, but I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> Enough about that, I guess. We'll mo- we'll move on before I get can I, myself can I, in trouble. Can I say what I liked about you, how some what you tweet about some how you tweet sometimes? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. Go for it. <laughs> Sam is so funny to to watch on Twitter. Like he'll 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 uh, quote tweet something, and he'll be, imagine being this fucking dumb, this goddamn stupid. Imagine being this fucking stupid. I, I, it's hilarious. I, I, again, I just. I don't want to live in a world where having an opinion without any basis of fact is a day-to-day reality for so many people. Mm-hmm. And and all the oxygen gets taken out of the world, out of the room by stupid opinions and bad ideas and it's just like it's so disheartening. You and I are on the same page, brother. Yeah. All right. Idiocracy. So let's yeah. Going from the worst to the best, which film is objectively the greatest film ever? It's a series of three films. The Matrix 1, 2, and 3? No. (laughs) As much as I want to say that. (laughs) Nothing holds a candle to the Lord of the Rings movies. You shall not pass! Really? Okay. That's fair. IMO. (laughs) In my opinion. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Peter Jackson made... The, the movies to end all movies. Mm-hmm. There's so much to like about these movies. The cast, you know, and how well they act, the music, the cinematography, the direction, everything. I mean, they deserved all those Academy Awards that they mm-hmm. won for Return of the King because, honestly, <laughs> Return of the King isn't really that much dramatically better than the other two. It's all one damn movie. Right, it's just the conclusion. They had to chop it up. You got to yeah. chop it up. You yeah. know, no one can sit there and watch. Well, no one besides us can yeah. sit there for 12 hours and watch a movie. I don't I don't see how it gets any better than that. What the hell is Amazon going to do? Are they just going to continue with different stories mm-hmm. like what they're doing with Star Wars? They're going to retell it. There's no way they can retell it as good as that. No, no, I think it's an entirely different age, right? So okay. yeah, they realize they so, can't, they can't do, yeah. they cannot re, they cannot outdo Peter Jackson. Yeah, and I hope they don't try. I hope they oh. very much make it their own thing, and somehow they can, you know, come up, come up to those standards. I was really hoping, uh, you know, that our buddy would have gotten the nod for the the composer on that. That would have been cool, Mr. Brian oh, Ralston, you know. Right. But since that didn't happen, I don't know if I'm on board with this. We'll see when the first okay, episode okay. comes out. Uh, I got to tell you, I had a buddy uh, ping me last week. He had just gotten the entire set of six movies, um, extended and non-extended. And he's like, mm. the the effects don't hold up on a 4K TV. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's impossible. He goes, no, 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 I'm seeing... I'm seeing On Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit? No, Lord of the Rings. 
The effects don't hold up? Yeah, Dude. I don't know. I don't know. I find that hard to believe. I don't know. It's a guy I trust, but I haven't seen In I what saw. way? He doesn't have any motion interpolation on, does he? No, maybe he does. I don't know. Yeah, turn that shit off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm like, you're the only person I've ever seen say this, so. The, the, again, the effects, I I just watched them a couple yeah. years ago. The effects held up for me, yeah. and you know how, okay, this yeah. is before I moved. Yeah. You remember how big my screen was? Yeah, I do. Okay. They they look good to me. So I I I'm gonna I'm gonna give an extra. So whoever your friend is is wrong. Okay, you hear that, Mike? You're wrong. (laughs) Mike. Mike. Thinking. (laughs) All right, so we'll come back to that after I after I get my my marathon in. Yeah, tell us what's up, Mike, and we're just kidding with you. All right, so I think you've heard me say this before, but I think that the greatest piece of American cinema at least Mm -hmm. is the Shawshank Redemption. I think, I think it's, it's a perfect movie. It is. And, um, but we're not talking about perfect. How can you be so obtuse? In in the pantheon of perfect movies, I think it's the the greatest ever. I, I haven't seen a movie that's better. I mean, I don't, I, I, I see so many people argue that the Godfather is the best movie ever. Like it just ends in the middle of nothing, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but the Shawshank Redemption came from a Stephen King short story. Right. And, and they mm-hmm. even changed the name, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think, was it Frank Darabont? Mm-hmm. I think he put his own spin on what was objectively a great short story and made it into something that was even more out of this world. Now, I'm not going to argue with you on this if you want to classify this as greatest ever but you know back in high school i was getting i got into a conversation with my guitarist friend in my band at the time and we were talking about the difference between the best guitarist in the world versus Mm -hmm. the greatest guitarist in the world oh interesting okay so greatest guitarist in the world you might think well how influential were they you Mm. know and um how were they innovative for their time. So, so rather than technical. Right. Like if you talk about the best guitarist in the world, like no question, Steve I. Mm-hmm. You talk from about a the, technical perspective. From a tech. Now, it all depends on how you qualify it mm-hmm. because some people hear Steve I just hear noise. Mm-hmm. But if you have more sophisticated taste in guitar music, then you recognize that what he is doing is head and shoulders above all the other guitarists in the mm-hmm. world. So... Uh, t- to me, he t- he he's technically uh, savvy, obviously, but he also has these av- avant-garde musical compositions mm-hmm. on par with you know classical musicians. Sure. So, but if you want to talk about the greatest guitarist ever, then someone could argue it might be Jimi Hendrix or a Clapton type, somebody like that. I wouldn't I wouldn't agree with Clapton, but I might agree with Jimi Hendrix just because he popularized the guitar and he was such a unique mm. person a left-handed black rock guitarist, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I see where you're coming from. In the Star Spangled Banner, I mean, it's just like, that. it's more like iconic. Yeah. So um, if the if the film, if the question was which film is objectively the the most perfect, I would, I would definitely agree with Shawshank. I would even throw in Princess Bride. Okay, yeah, I can in, buy in, that. In that mix. And I'm sure there are others, but greatest, I, I sort of equate that with like, okay, um, not just the Jimi Hendrix uh, an analogy portion of this, but the Lord of the Rings, they're big epic movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a, there's a whole lot of work that goes into making something like that and that how perfect they, they ended up, 
you know, versus just ma- making a quiet Western drama about a family on, you know, living <laughs> on the prairie. It, it's, oh, it's the, the amount of production that went into those movies and, and how well they turned out and their global impact and, and how it has inspired people and they want to live through that. Mm-hmm. You know, just like the resurgence of Star Wars and everyone wants to live in Star Wars land now. I mean, mm-hmm. they did that as well. Anyway, nothing about that. No, that's fair. I, I, th- I think that's good. What film have you watched the most? At Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. Where do you think you're going? Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. This is a full-blown, four-alarm holiday emergency here. We're going to press on, and we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap danced with Danny fucking K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney night... He's gonna find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nut house. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> you know it's something we we try to watch once a year. So I think just by sheer numbers, that's probably the one. More than the ref. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably watched it a few more times on the ref. <clears throat> so I'm sure that most people are sur- most people that know me personally are surprised that my answer for this one is not Star Wars. Mm. Uh, I've certainly seen Star Wars a lot. I think collectively I've seen the Star Wars series more than I have, you know, Lord of the Rings or the Matrix or or, um, Mm. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm. But the one single film that I've watched the most often is definitely the Blues Brothers. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Wow. We're on a mission from God, Brian. How many times do you think you watched it? Over 20. Hey, what's going on? Ah, those bums won their court case, so they're marching today. What bums? The fucking Nazi party. Illinois Nazis. I hate Illinois Nazis. Wow. Yeah, it's a great movie. And I will tell you, uh, I do not like the extended edition. Give, mm. give me the theatrical edition on that. Okay. I think that I think they the things that were cut from the extended edition were done so judiciously and putting them back was a bad idea. Over 20 times. Yeah, it's a great movie. Mm. I think I saw it 20 years ago, one time. Mm. It was a DivX download. <laughs> you bought DivX. <laughs> Oh, my God. I know we couldn't be friends, Brian. <laughs> uh, what is the worst film you've ever seen? Fantastic Four. Mm, I forgot about that one. I might have said the same thing. You know which one I'm talking about? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> the one that came out like six years ago. With oh, Miles, okay. Miles Teller and Michael B. Jordan yeah, yeah, and Kate yeah. Mara. Yeah, yeah. That piece of shit. Dr. Storm, we gave you six years and millions of dollars, and you gave us nothing. What's different now? Reed Richards. He knows answers to questions we don't even know to ask yet. That wasn't a fucking movie. That was dog shit. That was a CGI trailer? Yeah. Like, mm. what the hell were they thinking? I don't know. Do you remember watching it? I did watch it. I bought the I bought the Blu-ray. I don't know why. Like they made this god awful 2005 mm-hmm. Fantastic Four movies, okay? And then they're going to make a new one and then they're everyone's thinking there's no way it's going to be as bad as that one. Yeah. 
And it was, it was worse. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. And there was like there was also like a Fantastic Four movie that never actually got made too, right? That that they had. Yeah, some, back in the eighties. And have you seen the the, the clips clips of that? Yeah, that, that, you know, that leaked. Low, yeah, low low budget. You know, whatever. I'm not gonna knock a made for TV cheap movie because mm-hmm. they didn't know what they were doing with comic book movies back then. Mm. You know, they didn't have the budget to do what they can do right now. So, you know, I, I, I'm i not going to even put that in the, classify that for the question. It does not meet the, the, uh, the require, doesn't have the prerequisites to be classified in, in the same sort of, you know, because you could, you could take any schlocky film. What's the worst film you've ever seen? But I'm, I'm just talking about like, you know, big Hollywood budget, you know, released theatrically movie, movies. That's how I'm, I'm like narrowing this so let, let's answer that question what is the most schlocky movie you've ever seen rubber to, rubber <laughs> okay <laughs> i still have yet to see rubber uh the most <laughs> schlocky movie i've i've ever seen and i i, I probably could have answered as answered this one for the movie that i loved it previously and do not any longer is saturday the 14th mm. did you ever see that one Mm-mm. total total schlock it was Friday the 13th was bad, but Saturday the 14th will be worse. Mm. Richard Benjamin is just goofy movie, and, yeah, I loved it as 13 years old, so mm-hmm. don't hold that against me. Mm. Never heard of that. But, okay, so wait, what was the worst film you've ever the, seen? The real worst movie I've ever seen is Waiting for Guffman, hands down. Oh, dude. No, no, no comparison there is no worse movie than waiting for guffman did you like that yeah i love i love with every fiber of my body this is spinal tap yeah these go to 11 i do not get waiting for guffman i can tolerate the the mighty wind i can tolerate the what was it best in show best in show i want to say dog park but waiting for guffman not his most Two hours where nothing fucking happens. It, it's not his most successful. But what made it worse is that I had a coworker who came in raving about this mm. and said, it's the greatest movie I've ever seen. I'm like, okay, well, I love This Is Spinal Tap. It's got to be pretty good. Went out, spent the $20 to get the Blu-ray, and I was like, what the fuck are you oh, talking about? No, it, it's worth a rental, no. not a $20 Blu-ray no, purchase. I, I, I would not put it in the jail cells of the people that we're trying to torture because it's it's a crime against humanity, Brian. It ain't for everybody. I no, grant you that. Mm-hmm. Uh, close in second place is a movie called Crossroads with your, with with your buddies. Ralph Macchio and Steve Vai? And Steve Vai, yeah. Wow, really? Yeah, it's a bad movie. But the, the the end is is pretty terrific. You just with, watch it for the end. Yeah, I mean, see Steve Vai. Yeah, Steve Vai <laughs> as the devil is pretty great. Dude, when did you start listening to Steve Vai? Did I know oh, this? Uh, no, I mean since he since the eighties. Greasy, greasy kid stuff, baby. This is Greasy Kid Stuff Mix Twelve Ground Zero with the melody guitars up point three, bass up point four, kick down point five, overheads up point four, less gate on the snare, and three dB added to ten K on the Poltex to the rhythm guitars. We're rolling. Dude. Yeah. I, I, Do you listen to Dream Theater? No. 
No, I do not despise Dream Theater. How do you despise Dream Theater and listen to Steve I? No. Well, you know Petrucci, John Petrucci. I have no idea. The guitarist? No. No, not not, not my bag. You send me a couple songs to listen to, but everything I've heard from them is uh, way too self-serious. Yep. I love Steve I, though. Stuff like Greasy Kid stuff, I'm all about that. You know, I'm... um, I was a big fan of Stu Ham back in the day, who was yeah. a bassist. Yes, uh, he's did great. A lot of very similar stuff. Oh, sure. Yep. All right. Last question, Brian. Make it a good one. Mm. What is the film that literally made you laugh out loud the most? Dumb and Dumber. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> guys, guys, guys. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, maybe not now because I'm. I know all the jokes, mm. but back in the day, you think it holds up? It does, dude. Yeah. It, like you watch it now, and it's it's a perfect comedy. Mm-hmm. It really is. It was it was Ace Ventura. It was Jim Carrey at his peak. You know, Ace Ventura is another one of these things that it's just the performance. You it. Who else could have done it any better? Just the the mm. the, the banter between them, the improvised scenes, the, the Dumb and Dumber two. Probably never should have happened. Oh God, we got to talk about that too. Oh, <laughs> do you have a pen? I got to write this. I got a few. We'll I got a, I got a few things we got to we got to talk about for this. Uh, but yeah, back in the day, and Jeff, what's his face? Jeff Daniels sitting Daniels, on the yeah. shitting on the toilet. I don't remember that. The diarrhea scene where he yeah. gives him the X lax and he's I've got seen it. I've seen it once. And I didn't think it would have. What? You know, what everybody else thought of oh it? Oh my God, it was hilarious. Okay, yeah. so that's mine. What okay. about you? It could have been Blues Brothers, um, mm-hmm. because I absolutely love the the comedy mm-hmm. sections of it. Jake, you know, going through the uh, the uh, the mall. Well, this is definitely Lower Wacker Drive. If my estimations are correct, we should be very close to the Honorable Richard J. Daly Plaza. That's where they got that Picasso. Yep. And then the hut, 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 hut. <laughs> cracks me up mm-hmm. constantly mm-hmm. but for sure um and it's not not marketed as a comedy but midnight run his real name's mosley i'm mosley haven't seen it oh Who's robert de niro and yafit Cotto, uh joe joey pants joey pantoliano it's good no yeah, it's good when does this come out oh early 80s it's got the most f-bombs of every any movie most what bombs F bombs. Uh, F bombs, yeah. Fuck, fuck off. Fuck, 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 shit, fucking bullshit. Fucking shit. Fuck bullshit. Fucking shit. Fucking 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 for me to yeah. actually laugh in the movies. Right. I, I agree. I'm I, the same like way. Like I said, I'll cry, but laughing out loud take takes a lot. I, I look, dude, I'm total agreement with you, which is why, to my surprise, remember I was talking about Mortal Kombat? Mm-hmm. Made me laugh out loud. And I'm the oh, same okay. way. It takes a lot for me to laugh yeah, out yeah. loud. Yeah. And that movie did. Yeah, there were definitely some good scenes in there, yeah. Pass me a fucking egg roll. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, 
Brian, I am I am super super thankful that you uh, you indulged me in going through both these things. Oh, yeah, if for funny. nothing else, at least on one episode, I got to say pig fucker. <laughs> you son of a bitch! Ah, yeah, dude. Yep. So that was good. But you know what that means? Oh, oh. It's that time again. It sounds so much better here that I'm with you. It does. It does, doesn't it's it? Perfect stereo. I like it. Yep. All right. We'll take it down a notch here. You know, I'm going to bring it back up a notch. You know where the best place I've ever heard this music was? Hmm. They play it before every Metallica show. And it really? sounds so good on the big speakers. If you get a chance to, to get a good sound system and just blast <clears throat> that song at like high decibels, it's insane. And and have, have you been to one of their shows where they played that? Oh, many. I've I've seen Metallica like a dozen times. You you're gonna have to. I, do they have a good Blu-ray that I oh, could yeah. recommend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because I'd love to get a Metallica Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, I think you can download most of their shows. Uh, just like right off their website. Yeah, and I, I want don't a know surround if, sound experience. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just found my copy of Through the Never. Um, I, th- I think that was one of the discs that I've kept. So. But yeah, uh, on on a I saw the Orion Festival in New Jersey, which was an outdoor festival, and I've never heard something so loud that was not painful, right? Mm. Because it was so clean. Mm. It was just, and when that song comes on after people have been standing around in the sun for, you know, 12 hours, it's just, it's, it's chilling. Mm. So, mm-hmm. but we're on to good, bad, and the ugly. And so, uh, did you come up with a choice? I, I, okay, I do. I got to talk about a few things in okay. this segment. I'm gonna, let's talk about a few films. Okay. Okay. We've talked about a couple tonight. Let's start off with, and I don't have notes, so I'm just kind of winging this here. Mm-hmm. Usually I like to have notes. Let's start off with Bill and Ted Face the Music. Ah, okay. So, um, did you I see this? Have not seen it. Be excellent to each other. I will tell you that um, my school newspaper, when Bill and Ted first came out, decided that it was one of the worst movies ever made and said that it wouldn't be funny if you were drunk. And my <laughs> one of my best friend at the time was was um, I think physically hurt <laughs> by by this coming out. I was just like, all right, Bill and Ted, it's okay. But I know people get super, super passionate. So about the first one you series. thought was okay. It was okay. Okay. I rewatched. I thought the first two were okay. The, well, that 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 well, there were only two until two years right, ago, yeah. right? So I rewatched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure mm-hmm. and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey yep. with my whole family, actually. Okay, about a month ago, in anticipation of this third one that, mm-hmm. that I just got on the Black Friday Super Sale. Yeah. Both of those early movies hold up. Both of them are funny, mm-hmm. and there are laugh out loud moments. Okay, Th- they picked. Keanu and Alex Winter, Winter yeah. both did a fantastic job bringing those characters to life. So I watched those, and then I watched Face the Music. So am I supposed to guess on this one? Yeah, why not? I'm going to guess you were disappointed. Hmm. I'm going to say bad. You are correct, sir. Yeah. This didn't, movie didn't never should have been made. Oh, no. It was so fucking god-awful. 
It was nice to see Keanu Mm -hmm. and Alex Winter come back. You could tell that they wanted to be there. But they and they what what pisses me off is they made it such a big deal about the original writers coming back. Okay. For this third movie, and I'm like, okay, yeah, the band's back together. You got the formula that works. Great. Give me more of that. Okay, they're a little older. Fine. Mm-hmm. I can I can deal with that. No, these writers are out of touch. The, oh. they, they they if uh, the script was terrible. Nothing was clever. They tried to explain the jokes. Oh, that's always a bad sign. It's terrible. Uh-huh. And there really wasn't much to like about this movie at mm. all, and I wish they never made it. Oh, wow. And, you know, Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter, I don't mind that they're older, but if they're trying to play, it doesn't work when they're trying to play stupid, mm. okay? It it, it it just seems kind of sad. Like, I, I don't believe it. It's not believable. Just to take this on a tangent, uh-huh. I'm wondering if we could do, like, a... Our own It's a Wonderful Life by not having Bill and Ted's <laughs> the Face the Music ever made. Would would that be a better movie? Yeah, you really can't. You <laughs> cannot re. You can't include this. It, yeah. it doesn't fit. It's just oh. so. My question now going forward is because I what I also bought this Black Friday is the the new Jay and Silent Bob. What was it? Re, reboot. Oh yeah yeah. Um, because they had Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and now they have right. Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, which came out a couple years ago. And I'm like, mm. I hope they don't fucking ruin those characters, too. Yeah. So I'm worried, you know. Dumb and Dumber 2 probably shouldn't have been made, although it did have a couple of funny mar- moments in there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Keanu and Alex Winter should not have done this. Yeah, that's not the name of the, the uh, Jay and Silent Bob, though, right? It's, yeah. It's is the, it, it Reboot? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jay and Silent f- Bob Reboot. Mm, I thought it was something different than that, but yeah, I saw that. It was okay. It had some funny scenes, but yeah. Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. Okay. It. Would, I wouldn't put it in the worst movies ever made. All right. but. Well, I'll look forward to watching it. Okay, you haven't seen it. I haven't seen Jane Silent Bob. Oh, I'm worried thought, about oh, it. Oh, oh, That's what I I'm see saying. What you're saying. Okay. I I think you'll find it passable. I don't think okay. you're gonna. I mean, you can't go home again, right, Tom Wolf? Um. Mm. But yeah. So what was the third one? Um. Well, do you just have one tonight? I do. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll go again here. And I also have to tell you my subwoofer story. We'll, okay. we'll save that for last. The current war. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, uh, Edison versus um, with uh, Bandersnatch there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I remember it being pretty good. I, I liked it. I think you're going to thought it, thought it was pretty good. I don't think it's for everybody, but I think you are... Of the persuasion that will get past some of the slow parts in the story and like the movie. Yeah, I love this movie. Okay, it okay. was it was perfectly executed. Mm-hmm. Nobody seems like they're acting. Mm-hmm. It's based on this true story about the electrification right. of the United States, right. which true stories always appeal to me. Yeah, it's a buried piece, but and it looks authentic. And my God. I was sitting there and I'm like, who was this director? Like, yeah. this guy knows what the hell he's doing. Yeah, it was good. Who played Edison? I forget. Michael Shannon. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I was so happy he didn't he didn't play it like a villain. Yeah, yeah. He didn't go over the top or anything. No. He played it straight. Yeah, he yeah. reserved. And I'm like, yes. I'm like, oh, God, Michael Shannon. Is he going to do the typical Michael Shannon? Yeah. I'm, I'm angry at everything. No, and, no, no, no. No, but he did it and it was yeah. great. Benedict Cumberbatch. 
has played a number of characters that are not definitively on the autism spectrum, but you mm-hmm. get the, you get the mm-hmm. the impression that they're somewhere on there, right? And I, I don't say that as pejorative. I mm-hmm. think that he has an in it uh, ability to be able to um, empathize and um, mimic a lot of the um, the the characteristics that people with that condition have. And I believe it or not, I just f- for the first time ever watched the imitation game about a mm. month ago. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just a masterclass in, in watching somebody become a chameleon into into playing um, somebody with conditions that you know that they don't have or at least don't outwardly have. And to be able to pull that off is genius. He's, he's a perfect actor. Yep. He really is. He, he, and I, I agree with what you're saying, playing these characters who have just that that they're tortured but they're also driven Mm -hmm. beyond what most people can ever imagine you know and and what what their quest is and so yeah i love that movie why don't you go and i'll I'll save mine for last all right um don't look up we discovered a very large comet oh good for you it's headed directly towards earth okay I cannot imagine this is a bad movie given how much people are talking about it. So I'm going to say that it was a good movie, that you thought this was a good movie and that you enjoyed it quite well. I, I will tell you, first of all, of the movies that I've listed tonight, the closest, the one that it parallels the most is, unfortunately, Idiocracy. But where Idiocracy mm. took the stupidity of the average man and and overdid it, um, don't look up, plays it straight mm. to the point where they've got Meryl Streep playing the president and, you know, just isn't dumb, but is misguided and has mm-hmm. actual legitimate character motivations for doing the dumb things that she and the American people mm. do. In it. Mm-hmm. I got to say that I increased, I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio is regardless of what you think about him as a person or his his capabilities, is clearly an actor above reproach. Mm -hmm. And he has leaned into playing kind of a dad bod kind of guy (laughs) in this thing, which is so so outside anything that he's done so far. Uh, I thought it was great. I knew exactly how it was going to end from about 20 minutes into it. Again, I went into it not knowing anything except that there is a meteor coming and people aren't paying attention Mm -hmm. and uh, spoiler alert. So Mm. there's a meteor in this movie, Brian. Mm -hmm. So -hmm. don't look up because you might see it coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's, it's good. Leo's fantastic in playing an almost Fauci like character in, in that you can see how a real person might get trapped by the, the trappings of fame in it. And, and so that, that's interesting, but mm. the way that they turn that around is done with such heart that I never saw coming. Mm. I didn't see that, so definitely, definitely thought it was good. We should have watched that tonight, but you already seen it. I already so. saw it. Sorry, Sam and I are going to watch a movie after this. We are. Something that we on, no- a bl- on a blank wall. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a screen up. It'll be just fine. Yeah, but we we have. I I was adamant about watching something that neither of us had seen. Right. So tell me about your subwoofer. Mm. Well. 
Or did you have one more yep, movie? No, nope, it's just one and the same. Okay. Tenet. You know I've been talking about watching this one for a while now, Sam. Oh, you never actually saw Tenet? Not until two weeks ago. Okay. So you're asking me to, did you like Tenet? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I hope you did. It's a it's a challenging movie, and there are people that struggle with, A, the absurdity and the... Uh, spoiler alert, there's time travel in this movie. Oh, would you stop it with this? Boy, you guys... <laughs> But I think you, given your fandom for Christopher Nolan, are able to look past that. And I, I hope you like this movie and found it that it was a good movie. <laughs> of course I did. It's Christopher okay. Nolan. But it could have gone either way. No, dude. Yeah. No, dude. I I could barely keep up with this movie, as I'm sure a lot yeah. of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it just goes by so quickly. I'm gonna yes. have to watch it 25 more times to even yes. understand everything that goes on in it. Mm-hmm. God, Christopher Nolan just writes these movies that are just so cerebral. Mm-hmm. It's good. I mean, he he's making his movies are clinical. I yes. will grant that criticism. I will concede that criticism. But you they know? have to be to be able to get the story across, I think, because if you added way too much flavor on top of it, you'd lose everything. I don't need warm and fuzzy from Christopher Nolan. That's yeah. not why I watch Christopher Nolan movies. I want the cerebral make me think mm-hmm. and keep me on the edge of my seat. With keep the, you guessing. Keep me guessing, yes. And I want those visuals that I haven't seen before, mm-hmm. all shot on film and mostly yeah. shot practically. Yeah. How like I'm sitting here watching this like I just do not believe what I'm watching. Right. So this movie starts opening scene. The movie theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The auditorium. Yeah, auditorium. Yeah. yeah. So as you know, I have two cylinder SVS subwoofers. Mm-hmm. Okay. In a small space. <sighs> yeah, of course. The movie starts with an action scene. That's what I'm okay? saying. Yeah, yeah. And uh, immediately my subs are going like this. <laughs> And pause the movie. Like, okay, um, is it going to do that for the whole goddamn movie? You know that sound that subwoofers make when they get overloaded? Yeah, they're overdriven. Is it, is, is it chuffing? Is yeah. that the name of the sound? Yes. It's a mechanical, Yeah. it's just too much. I'm like, okay, did they mix this bass just way too hot? Like, what's going on? I mean, I love the bass. Yeah. But like... It's even a little too much for me yeah. because the sound is, uh, you know, it's it's distracting. Yeah. So I went into my receiver settings. Mm-hmm. I paused the movie like 10 seconds in, which, first of all, I hate pausing movies, <laughs> especially when I'm by myself. Yeah. Uh, no yeah. one's in the house. It's perfectly quiet. I got my drink, and I just want to sit down, watch it like I would in the theater. Mm-hmm. Pause the movie. Okay. Son of a bitch. Go into the receiver settings. And turn the subwoofer channel down three, one, two, three. Yeah. Play the movie. It goes away a little bit, and then it. I, 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 I like. Okay, well, it's not quite there, but let me see how well it does. And then, like five minutes goes by, and I go. I pause. Go back into the receiver settings. Turn it down three more. Mm-hmm. Okay. And have you run Odyssey or anything like that, or you've done this all by? I've hand never with- had to do this ever. Right. Okay. For any other movie, even Interstellar, which had a whole 
a yeah. tremendous amount of bass. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I cannot make it through this movie with this sound. So I turn it down six and then it, it mostly goes away. I can tolerate a little bit of it. And then midway through this movie, Sam, I start to smell something. Oh no. So it wasn't the receiver setting. And what I smelled smelled like electronics overheating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe that's ozone. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, is is, is my neighbor I I'm like, is my neighbor burning something outside? What's going on? I go on my computer, I'm like, no, it's clearly coming from the this room that I'm watching this movie. Yeah. So I go around smelling shit and it's my re- smell my receiver. I smell my speakers, and I'm like, okay. I stick my nose under, underneath my subwoofer. I'm like, dear God, my subwoofer has produced a smell. Christopher mm-hmm. Nolan has produced a smell. <laughs> smell of vision. Tenant made my subwoofer smell. Oh, no. Because it just so much signal going to that base. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't believe it. So I had to pause the movie and open up windows to air out my room for like 10 minutes just so I could finish watching the goddamn movie. Mm. And you're sure it was actually, um, you know, just a misconfiguration rather than something going wrong on? Because, I mean, you just had the the amplifier go, right? Maybe you've got, you know, uh, uh, I've, I've ants watched or something. I've watched enough with, with the old, you know, with my receiver swap back in mm-hmm. t- to know that it was, it sounded mostly the same as when I had my amp preamp configuration. And it's just this one goddamn movie. Mm. And but so that, you're able to keep using these subwoofers, and you're not yeah, worried the subs- they're going to spark up again. No, I mean, look, if if Christopher Nolan blows a speaker, then that that's a success for me. Okay, it's <laughs> okay. a win. I'll take that as a win. Okay, so I'm not so worried about that. But I, I really just think that the way they mix these movies is so incredibly bass heavy. Yeah, Christopher Nolan movies specifically yeah. is just so incredibly bass heavy that. Either there was something wrong with the disc. I don't think that's what it was. I just think that, you know, you know how they master movies yeah. at different levels. Yeah, I yeah. just think the mastering for this one expected the viewer, expected somebody like us to have their theater tuned a specific way. Mm-hmm. And mine was just not tuned. In the, it wasn't calibrated for a Christopher Nolan yeah. movie. We'll have to put the first 10 minutes on here and see how that turns out. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I think we're going to go do that, folks. All right, so that's a, that's a good end. Brian, I'm sorry you keep busting your own theater stuff. <laughs> I need to put that on a T-shirt and take it to, uh, like, a conference, CES. Christopher Nolan blew my speakers. Tenet made my subwoofer <laughs> smell. <laughs> there is a, we, we did see something. Uh, somebody posted something about lickable movies coming out sometimes. Lickable. Lickable movies? I don't know, man. Brian, it's all idiocracy. It's idiocracy all the way down. Mm. What do you think, brother? You well, ready, ready for a beer and a movie? Yeah, dude. You, you promised me rum cake. Rum cake it is. Yep. I hope you got some milk to go along with that. I don't. We should have stopped and got oh, some. I'm dude. sorry. Okay. All right. We'll all find right. something, though. All right. Just have to suffer. Maybe, right. maybe just have some rum chowder instead. That's kind oh, of milky. You got some rum chowder? I'll take <laughs> sure, some rum chowder. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, we'll do that. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. We appreciate everybody sticking along with us. I We are absolutely looking forward to seeing how you guys answer these. Big shout out to uh, James Lipton. Is he still alive? I don't know. I hope he's still around. <laughs> I hope he's still cooking. And, um, you know, that, that his uh, 
his uh, interviews were inspirational. I definitely uh, feel like we've tried to live up to his level of things. And uh, films to be buried with, go listen to it. It's the greatest podcast outside of Home Theater United. Mm, so. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, Brian, we're out of here. All right, Sam, thank you very much. This was fun. Yeah, it's good having you here. Good seeing you back. Yeah, buddy. East Coast. <laughs> Night, everybody. Fuck the bullshit. Yeah, fuck the bullshit, Brian. Rat fucks. <laughs> Pig fuckers.